0: hey it's amy you can hang out with me on twitter at the amy mcr on facebook snapchat instagram at amy mcr subscribe to the podcast on itunes or on apple soundcloud just search amy mcr had a really good first week at work i uh started there monday last monday and then i didn't go on air until wednesday so i was on air wednesday thursday and friday and uh I had some pretty good shows. I felt like the uh, guy who trained me is the midday guy there now. His name's Jason. And he trained me like really good on the board, which um, there's only slight changes uh, usually with the software, the program that they use to run the music playlist. Not that it matters to anybody outside of radio, but we're on Zeta, which is a program that links up with G Selector, which is our musical, our music scheduler. Um, So if you're not in radio We don't hand select songs for every single song that gets put in. I know you're heartbroken to have known that. (laughs) Some of the things that I forget that people don't know that I didn't know. I didn't just think about before I got into radio. Um, Like generally War of the Roses is fake. Um, You're dating things fake that you can just have other people in radio. You can be like, hey, this is a question I'm asking. Can you record some answers and send them in? So you're getting lied to a lot. Uh, I try not to do that. I try not to just use prep services for everything, (laughs) but some people will be like, Oh, you should do war the roses. And I go, Oh, it's funny. You know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, but why don't you do it? You should do it. And then I'm like, yeah, whatever. And say it one more time. And I go, it's fake. You know, it's fake. And then they just look at me. I'm like, I went too far. I took it too far. In the list of other things that are going on, that if you're not in radio, you probably don't care about iHeart. You know, iHeart's known for their layoffs. They generally do them around the holidays, anyway. They lay off however many people, and now this year, um, just like two weeks ago, I guess, if even that, they laid off um, like I, over a thousand people, I think. So, what ha- you have the ability to voice track, and voice track is when you pre-record a show. But because of technology, you can voice track any station if you have the soft, you know, the, the capability for it, which relatively easy to get. So if you didn't know, sometimes a lot of times if you don't hear a jock saying something specific, the station website, um, although some do, you have jocks who are on 15 stations who voice track each individual station so it does sound local and the amount of work i don't know that we give enough credit to these people because it's hard uh you have to be engaging and entertaining you have to have a good mix of like local content and so for somebody to go through and do this for multiple stations every single day although they can if it's all top 40 you can reuse the same content but still they have to pre they have to record every single break all over again um so iHeart just did a bunch of layoffs and they're saying it's technology based and they use the term dislocated that people are going to be dislocated, which means that they were removed from their job and they're going to have these hubs. And I'm kind of confused as to what the hubs are. I think eventually what they'll do is um, there will be like one like one country station in iHeart that all the other country stations play that programming. So it'll be a morning show, midday show, afternoon show, night show, overnights. You have then what is that morning at morning, midday, afternoon, night, overnight, five day parts so um, that you can have five shows essentially and that but that will be on every single station. So if they own, I don't know, 30 country stations, 50 country stations, however many there are that they own that you're saving, you're cutting that down, you know, tremendously the amount of uh, what, what you're paying out in salary wise, but also in benefits between health insurance, all of that stuff. Um, So I can see the way of that going that way. And I asked a friend, I said, you know, because things do kind of come and go full circle. Like at what point is it going to be where stations don't have any jocks, where it's all jockless, just play music and commercials. And, see, and to me, that's where radio has failed often is that we don't know. It's one of the few formats that has had to adapt or has known how to adapt to on demand and custom- customization of content because that's what people want. HBO, Netflix, they all let you do that. Um, Your social media, so many things in, you know, Spotify, Pandora, they let you customize what you hear and when you hear it. And when you want to hear things on demand, I'm personally surprised when people call a radio station and like request a song because I'm like, why don't you just go on Google? To me, that's not what radio is for. Radio is a chance to connect to people, to react in real time with people as they go through things throughout their life or as we go through things together. So you know, podcasting is cool, but this would be much doper if I was doing it live and instead of you just listening uh and receiving it, you were part of it. You know, it then becomes something you're invested in and you connect with people. You don't you don't connect with brands, you connect with people. Um so that's just some things that are going on in iHeart. And you know, I came from in Greensboro, I was with Entercom, which is the one of the biggest media companies. In Columbia, I was with Alpha Media. And you see how people have had to adjust and adapt as they as these companies grow. Um, so what's going to happen now, like all these small companies, which I'm with a small privately owned company in Chattanooga, they own stations in Colorado Springs and then a couple of TV stations throughout the like Southeast. Um, I think what's going to happen is all these big media companies that were buying up other smaller markets will not know what to do and then If say eventually they just do commercials, they go jockless, they're just commercials and music that the smaller companies when they're not doing so well in smaller markets that privately owned companies will start buying these small market stations up again and that you'll kind of come full circle to where then jocks will be the big thing where people you know being on air live on air live and local and actually living it will be the new big thing so it'll just be interesting to see how that goes that's just something that you know i've had a lot of these conversations with people in radio and again if you're not in radio like (laughs) i don't know if you even care about this because every industry is going through some kind of upheaval upheaval i guess at some point uh or the other but It's just been interesting to have these conversations because I've talked with people who are newer in radio. You know, when I said you're now competing with all of these thousands of people who have laid off, who just got laid off. When I apply for any job and this comes from my very first gig, Delaware, I've always been told that like approximately three, 350 people are applying for it. And these span fresh out of college. These span like, you know, from fresh out of internship, fresh out of college, to people who have been doing it for 15 or 20 years because now they're out of a job too. And you, it's easier to get a job while you have a job. And for this industry and just for anything else, you have to keep, you have to be relevant in it. So does it look better to hire somebody who already has a job than somebody who's been out for two, you know, five, 10 years, whatever, you know, whatever it is. So it's just interesting to think about. And I think about how that affects what I want to do with my career. Um, and where I want to go, you know, my initial goal into radio was I want to be in a large market on a morning show and I want to be on a big station. And uh, when I left Greensboro, you know, I was having conversations with management there. and we had talked about me going to a smaller company and what that means. And I told them, I said, I don't know that that matters anymore. Uh, I don't know that having the name behind you matters so much anymore. When you have shows like Tino Cochino Radio that does really well, that's on a small, it's on a small station in Arizona. And now it's syndicated to, I want to tell you like 80, 100 markets or something. And it's growing. It's still growing. So when you have the internet, does it level the playing field, which we talked about this last week's podcast too, but does it level the plate? Like I need attention more than I need a name behind me for what I'm trying to do specifically. You know, I love brand management and brand development and getting to the station here in Chattanooga, getting to hits. I'm like, this is so cool to like, okay, what music sounds good. How can we adjust this imaging? Um, let's talk promotions, like some really cool things they already have going on that they've built from scratch. So I'm so interested in that, but from a personal standpoint, uh, you know, I I want my own show to be successful and to be syndicated and be on multiple, you know, in multiple cities. Um, so what does that mean for me and how can I get there? And when you have these big companies that seem a little bit more unstable, although everything is relatively unstable, I guess at any point, um, it's just interesting to see where it goes. So those are just some, this is just train of thought conversation (laughs) that I just had for no reason. (laughs) If you need something to watch on Netflix, a bunch of stuff uh, is out. Taylor Swift, she has a, docu- a documentary, it's like 90 minutes, called Miss Americana. And if you watch that, like, you look at the growth and the progression, and it's an eye-opening insight to who she is as a person, Um talking about just how much she survives off of people, strangers, clapping for her. And that's literally what she says. She's like, when you put the power in everybody else's hands, they have the ability to take it away. Um, She kind of goes in like coming into her own. I think she's 29 now. Uh, she may have been there. She may have turned 30 since that, since they were filming that. But it's kind of her growing up because she's been around since she was 11. You know, and she's one of the few people, if you don't realize the magnitude of Taylor Swift's celebrity, uh, she's one of the most recognizable, if not the most recognizable artist in the country, like in the world, all over the entire globe. Um, I'm amazed by it. Like think about, and for the last almost 20 years of her life, who has done that? That hasn't had a meltdown that hasn't had some weird psychotic break because you just snap all the weird stuff that we got to do in secret, like in our private lives, uh because you're just going through those weird growing pains like celebrities don't get to do them and you end up seeing the weird like shit miley cyrus did you know britney spears shaving her head's a famous one like these people just snap and so it's interesting to hear her side of it um and it's crazy to see like what her life is like so it's a really good documentary i I recommend watching it i like taylor swift as uh, i like her music i think her last album um not well, lover like so so but reputation i thought was really good um lover was decent too and it's just uh yeah i think you appreciate the craft and who she is as an individual um more after seeing that but the self-awareness and the growth is like it's nice to see bojack horseman his the second half i guess of the last the latest season dropped um And I think it was the series finale, but I could be wrong on that. But the first half that came out, I want to say November or December, it was really funny. Todd, one of the characters on there, had the best one-liners. And this half is kind of dark. And I don't know that I laughed out loud as much. Like, internally, I was laughing, but also it had some just perspective and, like, deep insight and thoughts. And uh, kind of how things are happening. And I'll rewatch it again because I watched it between Friday and Saturday. And I think I was like falling asleep on the couch on Friday. So I did rewatch a couple of the episodes, but I'll rewatch the whole series. Probably again, um, if it's not nice, I lucked out today. It was like 50 degrees. I went on a hike here to um, Rainbow Lake. I think it is. I have to look at my pictures. Um, let me go here. Yeah. Rainbow Lake wilderness. And they have different trails and stuff. And it was pretty cool because I was just walking along the trail. It's kind of steep and they're, they're so, so marked. Um, I feel like I was winging it a lot, but I'm also like, eh, it's the woods. I'll just turn around and go back the other way. Um, i G- you know, you have your GPS on and all this stuff, so I feel like it's harder to get lost in the woods when you're surrounded by, like, houses and stuff. Um, but it's and it's also a well-traveled trail. There were a ton of people there, and I was on the trail and I like went to this cliff like cut out so you can get off of the trail and like look the the overlook, the scenic overlook and um this chick was there and she's like oh do you want me to take your picture and I was like oh that's awesome thank you um so she took a few pictures and we introduced ourselves and she's like oh my name's Jen she's like do you want to walk together and so we ended up doing the rest of the trail and then all the way back together I was like I made a friend in a week like this is awesome <laughs> that's never happened that quickly but everybody on the trail was so freaking nice and I was uh, telling Jen which as I've told you people like Jen- Greensboro was kind of weird and I just talked to my friend Mike for like three hours on the phone about it but um, like everybody in the trail was, Hey, good morning, good afternoon, like gorgeous weather, whatever, you know, just friendly and talking and there was this one like really pretty scenic overlook where it's the like ending point, the turnaround point, um, for that specific trail. I think it's Edwards Point Trail. Um, and you're overlooking like all this like Rid mountain ridges and this big lake, I don't know maybe that was Rainbow Lake. I'm not sure. Um, if it's part of the Tennessee River or what' because it's pretty expansive looking and when you're high up, it looks big um it's bigger when you get to the bottom. Um I was like, gosh, it's just gorgeous. It was absolutely just a perfect start to the to the week or I guess the end, whatever you consider Sunday. And I just felt like, you know, I got here last Friday after working, slept here, like on an air mattress, spent all day last Saturday moving. And, um, then Sunday I was getting things done. And then Monday through Friday, it's kind of like a whirlwind. You're at a new job. I'm doing new things. And I, you're just, you know, it's exhausting. And by Thursday, I really felt like I had an adrenaline dump and I've been trying to pay more attention to, what i'm feeling um during this move because i end up beating myself up a lot when i move and i'm like all right why aren't you settled get settled because i forget like it's a little chaotic and that's okay like i'm allowed to like be lost for a little bit um i think the i don't i don't like that feeling and so i don't recognize but even though i do move frequently that it is stressful and it does induce a little anxiety in me Um, And so I've been trying to pay attention to that more and not give myself like a hard time about like not having the, my, my workouts. I worked out, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I took Thursday and Friday off and Saturday I spent all day on the, I slept until 10 o'clock, which I haven't done in a long time. And then I spent all of Saturday, like on the couch, which is why I can tell you all I did this weekend was watch, um, TV shows and movies. So Taylor Swift, BoJack Horseman, I watched the movie fall from grace which is the Tyler Perry movie and surprisingly a lot better than I thought it was going to be one because Tyler Perry movies are kind of corny. And then also because Netflix movies historically are so like cringe worthy corny. Uh, There were a few that came out over the summer and my friend Mike and I would watch them and be like we're embarrassed to be watching this right now like they really shoot their load on the trailer and then like the first 10 or 15 minutes the opening scenes kind of and the rest it just seems like the timeline got out of order like maybe they storylined it slightly wrong and like this I feel like the scenes misplaced like this should have happened 20 minutes ago and they're just like bad acting I don't know what it is but there were a few movies and they had some legit actors in them that were so bad that I was like oh my god but fall from grace ends up being really good and I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't watched it but there's this one part in the beginning that I'm like I know that's something like it catches your eye and then at the end you're like I knew it I knew it I knew it so if you watch that I want to know if you know the part that I'm talking about if you know um, if you've watched that movie if you know what part I'm talking about you can also watch, and then I started watching this just Saturday night. I'm only two episodes in. I don't know how many episodes there are, but The Outsiders on HBO. It's uh, really freaking good. However, there are a few things that happened, and I'm like, is this subliminal advertising? Because like he, the one character in The Outsiders, he goes to the doctor, and the doctor's like, are you on any meds? And he says, Lipitor. And I was like, <laughs> I wonder, like whatever Lipitors were, cholesterol or whatever, heart meds, I don't know but in my head, I'm like, is that an advertisement? I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to be like subliminally sold to just do your product placement, your Coke cans and face the camera. So at least I know it. But like when they're just saying, if they're saying name brands, that's definitely an advertisement. Right. And does that bother you? Because it bothered me a little bit. I don't like being force fed, sold things. It's not what I signed up for. But HBO, I guess, doesn't have commercials. How do they pay the bills? I can't stay the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Oh. But it's fine, right? I mean, nothing bad's ever happened from just the tip. I can feel your temperature rising. Mm. Just, just the tip, just the tip. And this comes from my ER experience, to which I got a two thousand dollar bill, and I posted something on my Snapchat like about how the healthcare system is bullshit and that, you know. like they would easily tell you to go fuck off if they don't have money and a uh a nurse that i know she had dm'd me she goes it's not true she goes if you walk in here and need health care like need service you need emergency care we have to give it to you and i said to her so you're telling me if i come in there with no id and give a fake name that they'll treat me and i just can't be billed for it and she said yes so this is a slightly illegal pro tip, an illegal just the tip Tuesday, a not recommended life hack. But maybe you're feeling like me. And after you got this $2,000 bill in, you're like, this is bullshit. So just the tip. Don't show ID. Give a fake name when you go to the hospital. They'll treat you anyway. And you don't get stuck with a bill. Just the tip. Just the tip. And despite PETA wanting to get rid of Tawny Phil because they said the groundhog gets stressed out, which understandable. Apparently, it brings in a ton of revenue for the town, Punxsutawney. Um, but if the groundhog stressed out, Peter was like, "Get an AI groundhog." And I'm like, "Yeah, tech is taking over everything else. This groundhog should lose its job too." <laughs> but he did not see a shadow, so that means we get an early spring, which I'm completely okay with. I'll take that any day of the week. All right, and let's talk Super Bowl uh, best worst commercials. What did you think? The first of all, the Fast and Furious Nine. <laughs> Are we only on nine? Let's put that series to rest. I'm completely okay with that being done. Um, but from the get, right, The Rock's intros for both teams were so, they had me like hella pumped up. What an amazing way to come out. Those have to be the best intros for teams I can ever remember. I don't know what it is about The Rock, but he just shows up everywhere and he seems to belong every and anywhere that you put him. And those just intros, it's like, oh, you're fired up for the guys. And I always think like for the players who, um, you know, intercepted the ball, scored a touchdown, had a a big move. You know, I think the longest game of the play didn't even come until the third or fourth quarter. So for those players who made a massive impact on the game, uh, an impact that matters points wise, it has to feel so much better. I mean, even if you showed up, you, you know, stopped a few guys, if you didn't have one that was like uh, a massive, you know, interception or, any of those big plays, like don't those you feel like, OK, I really showed up and did my job. And I know it takes the entire team uh, and people doing their jobs in order to get that win. But still, it's got to feel better to actually be like highlighted. One of the highlights of any of the plays during Super Bowl. It was interesting because they talked about it um, being Andy Reid's 366th game, and he still hasn't won a Super Bowl. So what a sweet feeling that must be! And It's a reminder that even though this was also his 222nd career win, so even though this was 200 and you know he had 221 wins prior to this, still no Super Bowl, which is like the ultimate win in football in the NFL. Uh, that it's got to be a different level of success. And that all this time you're striving for this and striving for this. And not that those other 221 wins don't mean. Don't mean anything, but it's, they, it doesn't hold the same weight as this 222nd win. So what a great feeling. It's also a reminder for patience and to keep working at things. Um, but let's talk commercials because I think most of the commercials, there were a few that really stuck out as good, um, the I want to say my favorite was the Oikos Greek yogurt, the bubble butt commercial. That was the only one that really like had and held my attention. I love Ellen DeGeneres and Portia, so I liked their commercial too for Alexa. That was pretty interesting, uh, the way they did that because you didn't know where it was going. Even though I had seen them tease that commercial, I didn't know that was the one until. Um, until the very end and I did not watch any commercials in advance I don't like to do that I like to see the commercials in the setting but State Farm in the beginning repeated that Jake from State Farm khakis commercial like you have a spot in the Super Bowl and you repeat you recycle a commercial bad move State Farm you got that Aaron Rodgers endorsement money you can't get new commercial money so the, but definitely my, I think my favorite was the Oikos one. That was the one I liked the best. Um, it was cool to see the Katie Sauer story. It was cool to see the Anquan, uh, Bolden story. Um, and there was, there was one other one. Oh, in the beginning, the kid running, uh, and bringing the game ball in. How was that not such an awesome intro to the game? Um, and how exciting for that kid and all the other kids in that commercial, but really that kid who was like the main part gains to talk to, Hey, Drew, throw me the ball. What like, that's gotta be a dope feeling uh, to be, a kid. I just think it's so cool that you get to have these experiences. And even after halftime, they had the kid who won from play 60. He got to run the ball out to the ref at halftime. Not as cool <laughs> of a run out, but still what an awesome feeling. And then let's talk this halftime show. I'm sorry y'all, because I love J JLo. I absolutely love JLo, but I don't know that she's as talented as we think she is. I think she like she coaches on The Voice or American Idol. And um, so you think you can dance. And I think everybody she's judging is a little bit better than her. Her voice is not that good. I mean, it's fine. And I like her music. Don't get me wrong. But for a Super Bowl performance, I just was not feeling it. I really wasn't her or Shakira. I honestly just felt like I was watching like the MTV music awards or like if it was like a, a, you know, a guest appearance they do on the, on those American Idol shows or the voice. That's all it seemed like. And I don't know why. I don't know what in previous years, maybe because there's like more fan interaction and you see that, but I was like, this is terrible. This halftime show is trash and you have Pitbull. You're in Miami. It's Mr. 305 Dade County, right? Isn't that Pitbull? How do you exclude him? You don't bring him out at all. He did some stuff in the beginning with Rob Riggle, but, and that was entertaining. That was more entertaining. That Rob Riggle commercial where he's dressed as Pitbull was more entertaining than the halftime show. Hella disappointed. And I just, uh, I don't I think the performances were that good. You could have had so many other people out there. I don't know why they did that. If it was like a, a women empowerment thing. I'm not sure. I just was not feeling it whatsoever. So that's it. That's a recap of everything you've missed since we talked last week. Uh, Let me know that you're listening. You can hang out with me on Snapchat at Amy MCR. Same thing for Instagram and Facebook at Amy MCR. You can hang out with me on Twitter at the Amy MCR. And as always, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or on SoundCloud. Just search Amy MCR. I hope you all have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.